As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Ding, ding! How about we can just watch basketball? How about we can just watch basketball? Welcome to the Daily Ding. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. And with me tonight, first time guest on the Ding, we have Wes Goldberg. Wes, what's up, man? What's going on? Glad to be here. Thanks for uh, having me. Yeah, man. I'm glad you could be here. We have no time to waste because we have 13 games of pure mayhem tonight. We start tonight in Miami where the Heat beat the Bucks 113 to 104. No Bam, no Jimmy. And the Heat still get this done. How did they do this, Wes? Yeah, I mean, they got it done with their depth. And this has been a Heat team that's sort of been reeling a little bit with the losses of Jimmy and Bam. It's been several games now without both of them. And then they get Jimmy back for, you know, a quarter of the last game. And then he goes back out with the tailbone contusion. So they've just been sort of trying to figure it out on the fly. And Eric Spolster said, like, look, they need to be more organized. He needs to be more organized. And I think they went into a really you know, heavy film session on Tuesday and then came back against a team that they always are pretty motivated to play in Milwaukee. Um, so you get the, the typical contributions from guys like Kyle Lowry, but you got really big contributions from these depth pieces. You got Caleb Martin having 17 of his 28 points in the first half. He's basically carrying that offense for the, for the whole first half. And then in that second half, you're getting 16 points from Kyle Lowry in the third quarter, 16 points from Max Struess in the fourth quarter. They're running these dribble handoffs from Max Struess. They're getting Kayla Martin in these catch-and-go type of situations. It just felt like they were firing on all cylinders, and they got back to the basics of who they want to be, when, which is you know good passing. They assisted on 32 of their 40 uh, uh, made field goals. They won the rebounding battle for like the first time in what it feels like two weeks for them. Uh, over a, a big Bucks team, and you know they did what they had to do, and they got the job done against a, a you know a team with Giannis. Yeah, it was really interesting. It was like all the unlikely candidates in double figures. You got double right. figures from Struess and Apala and Caleb Martin, but then you have guys like Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson in single figures. It was just it was just a weird game overall. It's also weird seeing the Bucks lose when they have Chris Middleton, Giannis, and Drew Holiday in the lineup all of which played pretty well outside of Giannis. Giannis really struggled, not only struggled from the field, but struggled from the free throw line too. It seemed like he was kind of walking gingerly a few times during that game too. So maybe that had something to do with it, but it was just kind of a, an odd 
game in Miami yeah. and a and a good one for Miami to get because this is it's a good Miami team missing good pieces and to show that you know this is a like a very signature Kyle Lowry win like this is what the Toronto Raptors kind of built their records on was winning games like this yeah and I think it's not- notable that Lowry attempted what was it like 20 field goal attempts in that 21. game 21 yeah. field goal attempts in 39 minutes and the game before it was nine field goal attempts hmm. in 39 minutes and you could tell that was probably part of it was, hey, Kyle, you need to shoot, especially if Jimmy and Bam aren't there. And you mentioned this game where Giannis and Middleton and Drew Holiday are all available. That's, you know, your closing lineup with two other guys. If you're Milwaukee for Miami with all these injuries, they won this game closing with their, I guess, big three of <laughs> Struess, Akpala, and Caleb Martin. <laughs> it's just, it's it's definitely one of the best wins of the season for the Heat. And it, it's worth noting, like Giannis, you mentioned, Maybe he's a little not right coming back uh, from this injury. 15 points on 4 for 13 shooting. But the Heat have done the the best job over the last couple of years of guarding Giannis consistently. Sure. And this is on a night when they don't have their best perimeter stopper in Jimmy Butler and maybe the best defender of Giannis in the league in Bam Adebayo. But P.J. Tucker took that assignment. He went toe-to-toe with Giannis. He went one-on-one. He was calling off people for, like, screaming at Casey Akpala at times for coming on uh, and helping and doubling eyes. He's like, no, I got this. And he did. He he had it. So from one weird game to another, the Clippers get their second win in a row. And what I learned was their first win over the Boston Celtics in three years, which is just kind of <laughs> wild to me, uh, led by their rookie Brandon Boston with 27 points, two boards, and four steals. Wes, it looked like this might be a blowout early, but the Celtics really battled back. Yeah, the Clippers were up by 21 points at one point, and then the the Celtics uh, climb all the way back, and they're doing it with Dennis Schroeder, Marcus Smart, Al Horford, like really good contributions. And I, I I'd written in my notes like this this game they had got it down to like uh, a single digits with four or five minutes left, and I'm just like writing down my notes. This game is. Uh, craving for Jason Tatum, just starving for Jason Tatum to take over. But he's not going to. He's deferring. And then what happens? He takes over in like the last minute uh, and three seconds. He scores eight points. He had that big offensive rebound and got into like that football physical kind of layup through traffic. And I actually thought that that was the kind of swing moment potentially in the game because he gets that layup. Uh, it's back down to a single possession game. Uh, with plenty of time left, and Marcus Morris comes back down in the next uh, Clippers possession, hits a huge corner three over Al Horford, contested three from the corner, just grabs momentum right back. Uh, the Clippers are up six with 43 and a half seconds left. Some back and forth after that. The, the Clippers and the Celtics kind of go back and forth with the foul game and stuff, but without that Marcus Morris three, um, I think the Celtics might have win, won that game. It kind of felt like a game where the Clippers won because time expired. Yeah, and Al Horford was right there, like right yeah. in Morris's grill. I mean, that's and it's funny because that's a shot that Morris hit for the Celtics many times in his career. So it was just kind of interesting seeing him do that against the Celtics. Uh, yeah. Brandon Boston, who was in the G League just like a couple of weeks ago, or maybe even a week ago, I think he had like 46 in a game in the G League. Great, they called him up, and he's been pretty good for them. And this was a guy, if you if you remember, was highly rated coming out of high school, thought to be a guy at Kentucky that could be a top 10 pick in the draft, did not have a good year at Kentucky. His stock fell, fell, fell. He was, I think, the 51st pick in the draft. 
he put up 27 tonight, looked comfortable. He did it in a variety of ways. He was five of eight from three on multiple looks. Right. It was just, it was a really interesting night from a really young, like very interesting prospect that the Clippers really kind of picked up off the scrap heap. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy with a ton of talent. You mentioned he was the seventh-rated recruit, according to ESPN, uh, going into Kentucky. And for him, yeah. for a guy like that to fall to the second round, like, that's rare. Even if you have a terrible year in college, I mean, there must have been some reports and stuff like, this guy can't work hard or whatever it is. But the Clippers yeah. took a flyer on him. Uh, without that big first half that he had, the Clippers don't win that game. But he wasn't in to close the game. Ty Lue with, went with all the veterans, as you know he should. Uh, mm -hmm. But they don't win that game without that Brandon Boston like cushion. You know what I mean? So yeah. Um, yeah, I think you get you get him. You got you have young guys like Terrence Mann off the bench. I mean, this is a game where Paul George wasn't available, and maybe if there's silver linings to playing without Kawhi, with Paul George missing games here and there, it's that you can have these sort of pockets in the season where you could develop these guys. And like we saw last year in the playoffs with the Clippers, like Terrence Mann was a really big contributor for them. I'm not mm -hmm. sure that Brandon Boston's going to be that for them. But it's good to get these reps for him early now so that, you know, he can develop and maybe be that by the time the postseason rolls around. Yeah. And and Isaiah Hartenstein, great minutes off the bench for them, too. He's kind of a he's been good for them kind of all year. Yeah, he has. He's been really solid off the bench. Zubats, too, was was awesome. I think he blocked Tatum three times at the rim um, <laughs> before Tatum really learned his lesson on how to attack him. It was it was just an impressive win, and this is just like another signature like Ty Lue game. Like these are the kind of wins that Ty Lue helps you get because he puts his players in the best positions to win, and we saw it just all night tonight. Yeah, if you don't respect Ty Lue by now, I just don't know what to tell you. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, all right, let's run through the rest of the night because it was a doozy. The Blazers keep it close without Damon CJ, but the Warriors prevail 104 to 94. Curry finishes with 22 points. He had six threes. That puts him 10 threes away from holding the record for made threes in NBA history. Wes, how many more games does he need? I don't know. Maybe two, but like, isn't it like bananas that we were talking? Guy was 16 threes away from breaking Ray Allen's record. We're like, yeah, maybe he'll do it in a game at home against. <laughs> it's just the fact that we were even, I don't, I don't care that he didn't even do it. The fact that we were even talking about it just speaks to how great this guy is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I had it on, I had it on just, <laughs> just watching. I had it on on my laptop. I had the other game on my TV. I'm like, I have to keep an eye on it. Uh, the Sixers take care of the shorthanded Hornets, 110 to 106, and Bede finishes with 32, 8, and 4. The Cavs absolutely pummel the Bulls, 115 to 92. Darius Garland leads the way, 24 points, 6 assists, and Evan Mobley with 16 points, 9 boards, and 5 blocks. Wes... Bing Bong is now a sad song as the Knicks fall below 500 after a 20-point loss to the soon-to-be-blown-up Indiana Pacers, 122-102. to Sabonis so posts a double-double, 22 points, 11 boards, 5 assists. What do we do with this game? I don't know what to do with this one. I have no idea either. It's just it's not going well at MSG right now for the Knicks. Uh, I think that the Pacers reports that they're ready to blow it up. I don't think the Knicks are close to blowing it up. But to lose to a team that just reported, I don't know if that's bulletin board material for Indiana and they come <laughs> out firing. Uh, but the Knicks got some things to work out and it's not just putting Alec Burks in the starting lineup. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, the Mavs snapped the Grizzlies win streak, beating them 104 to 96. Luca with 26, Porzingis with 19 to lead the Mavs to victory. A strong second half propels the Jazz over the Timberwolves, 136 to 104. Donovan Mitchell really brings it tonight. 
He scored 36 points. The Kings put away the Magic 142 to 130 in regulation. What is this last year? <laughs> and James Harden and the Durantless Nets lose to the Red Hot Rockets, who are 114 to 104. That's seven in a row for the Rockets. I don't know what else. I don't know what to say about this Rockets team. I really don't get it. It's just wild. No, it's all about Alperin Sangoon. I don't even know what he had in this game, but it's just, <laughs> he's he's just a winning player. He's just a winning his, player. His 14 minutes really sealed the deal for the Rockets tonight. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, so all that aside, it's time for the mayhem portion of this podcast because the Thunder beat the Raptors 110 to 109. There's nine seconds left in the game. Mike Muscala hits a three, which is just... What Mike Muscala does. This is what his career is built on. He hit this three, put the Thunder up one. The Raptors get the ball. Brett Van Vliet drives. They defend him really well. Darius Basley skies. I think he gets a piece of it. And then Justin Champagny taps his ball in. And then the, the Raptors celebrate as if it counted. But did it count? No. Did not count. It was just a smidge too late. OKC wins. The Wizards slow down the Pistons, 119 to 118 in overtime. Kyle Kuzma with a dagger three in the corner puts the Pistons away. He gets to wave goodbye to the poor Pistons fans who have had victory just snatched from them twice this week. And then the Nuggets and the Pelicans go to overtime. Nuggets squeak this one out. Jokic was absolutely insane. 39 points, 11 boards and 11 assists. What an insane triple-double. And that's going to do it for today's Daily Ding. Point of Contention is next, right here on the Athletic NBA Show. Wes, send us out. Ding, ding.